Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't you forget to make a Mississippi destination vacation part of your summer plans. You can just head on over to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. If you have headed over to our Good Things Facebook group today, you will see some really cool headlines coming up about um, people in Mississippi doing some amazing things. One that I posted early this morning out the gate, I got a, a text. I love, love when you text me or Facebook me with with headlines that you know would be great to go into the group because that means you get what we're trying to do here on Good Things, which is share those great stories. And one of Alcorn's trailblazers, Miss Brianna O'Leary, she is featured in April's um, Historically Black College University's Times cover story because she is breaking some barriers in a very interesting way and making history as one of the very first ever women NASCAR pit crew members. So I think that is pretty neat in and of itself. Don't worry. I've reached out. I hope to get Miss Brianna on uh, good things soon, as well as Mr. Austin Marshall. You may have heard this story by now. He has been on Ole Miss football's video staff for the last three years now, but he is headed to the big leads, not as a player, but he is going to be working on the video opportunity staff for the Baltimore Ravens. So even more reasons to cheer along for specific teams. So Mississippians may not always be suiting up and doing things big, but it takes a whole lot of people, you know, there on the sidelines and beyond to bring you the sports and the cool stuff that you enjoy. So that's just two. Now the third one, I haven't posted an article yet about my buddy, uh, Chef Nick Wallace, because this literally happened last night at 9 p.m., although I know that it was pre-recorded uh, on the cooking channel but I'm not sure if if folks have had time to sort of write the uh, the breaking news story but here's some breaking news for you guys our very own chef Nick Wallace you may know him um, from the fact that he is featured in the max there in Meridian he has actually also been on uh, the Food Network's chopped and won against Alton with Alton Brown back in 2017 um, he's a James Beard Award winner all all things cool when it comes to cooking and Chef Nick Wallace, but he can actually add Fire Master Chef to his resume now. And I allowed my eight-year-old to stay up past her bedtime last night because it came on at nine, which I will say I was like some of my friends, our circle friends were watching and waiting on the Food Network and were like, that's not Chef Nick. And it was, you had to go back and you go, oh, there's other cooking channels. And there's actually one called the cooking channel and so we found him and we got settled in and uh, watched him do his thing and I thought to myself wow this was an interesting take on a food competition or a culinary or cooking competition I'd never seen one 
quite like it, although it mixed in maybe some of the same variables that other food competitions have, which you have the secret ingredient or you have the one ingredient. You obviously have the contestants. You've got the time limit. They had 30 minutes to 45 minutes. But I always enjoy competitions where I feel a little bit I guess relevance or connected to it as in I've done it before so now I can you know feel what it or, or at least get an idea of what it's like to do something at that kind of time because like chopped some of these other fancier ones especially the baking challenges I don't know what any of that feels like on a normal day with every with everything going in my favor but have you watched any of the Great British Bake Off Yes, but that, again, I've never baked anything really well. But you from can scratch. feel better than those people. That's true, but I'm talking about, I guess, empathize. how did they not learn to make simple things? Okay, okay, that's true. Yes, or the worst cook, I think, uh, show that comes on. I think. Is, well, yeah, that one's fun. That one's fun as well. I mean, there's a laundry list of them, but this one, it's like if you have a grill in your backyard, or you have gone to a camp or you have you know had a family reunion where all they had was the charcoal little grill that was put up outside or you went through an ice storm or something where you didn't have electricity you have had to cook or have cooked on an open flame before not a real fancy one necessarily but just a good old fire with a grate on top or just good old wood and fire and you have to wrap things in tinfoil or whatever it may be and then make them taste good. So that was kind of the premise of this particular show. There was the different types of fire available to the chefs. There were three of them um, and you had you, you had your ingredient which I think the first challenge they got to do a signature something but you had 30 minutes. Now I don't know about you and your grilling skills or putting together plating and making it all look great sides and everything but you know i know rachel way rachel i think it was rachel ray she coined the 30 minute meals well her meals weren't anything as involved as what these chefs were doing in 30 minutes also eyeing and looking at meat on a grill and doing the whole things and then creating barbecue sauce from scratch and then also sides and then yeah i'm tired thinking about it and then getting it plated and all of that in time for it to be sort of presentable and look pretty. So I thought, man, that that shows me talent because I know for a fact I've done some of that type of cooking and there's absolutely no way under the stars I would be able to do that in 30 minutes at all and make it taste good and look pretty and not chop off a finger. With enough time and practice you could. And they Maybe. obviously have a lot of practice. They do. And in fact, I felt sorry for one of the contestants up against Chef Nick. She was a recipe developer, not a restaurant owner or runner or manager or whatever, obviously restaurateur, as the other two competitors with Nick were. Well, Nick and the other guy. So she, time management just really wasn't on her side, which you you have to have practice with that. And if you own fancy schmancy recipes, I mean restaurants that put out fancy schmancy recipes, then customers who are hungry and want them fast, you learn those, I guess, skills a little bit better than um, just being able to take your time in your own kitchen and develop your recipes. But oh, yeah, she did those a good skills, job. She just, you, yeah. you see cooks that are cooks and chefs and people that have been cooking similar things, like 
that have that have done something the same way their whole life or have worked at a at a restaurant and done it a certain way or have been taught to do it and it's second nature they're not even really timing anything they just know all right i throw this size piece of meat on on the flame and it's this temperature because it's in this spot on this grill and when i feel like it's done and they've just it's become second nature to them and that's difficult that is difficult without tons of practice right and i think what else would be difficult is in the third ground third round of the fire chef fire master chefs last night which our very own um, nick wallace here from mississippi won it he also won ten thousand uh, dollars with that title and he put it back into his uh, nonprofit here in mississippi who helps bring recipes and healthier food choices to uh, kids at school so really cool story but um they got 45 minutes and then they got a sous chef so Again, type A individual cook as I as I am. I don't even want help with my hamburger helper at home. I understand that if you run a restaurant with hundreds of people or even just twenty people out in your lobby, or you know, it, many hands make lighter work. Right, and you have to learn to delegate. So it was fascinating to me to watch the two that got down to the second round or third, excuse me, final round, just welcome the sous chef in and just roll with it without having to have like a hour and a half meeting about the way they like things or the way they want things done and then they just rolled with it i was thinking i've never gotten that kind of help at home and i live with my sous chefs (laughs) it's probably why they don't want to get in there and help me it's because you're still going to love your sous chefs if they mess up or not whereas in that industry it is cutthroat it's dog eat dog you it's it's demanding perfection or better every time Jason said, I lived in a tent for a month when I first moved here from Mississippi. I feel like there's a story in that in and of itself, Jason. But you'd be surprised what you can do with some aluminum foil. I totally agree. I think uh, the first dish that got Chef Nick to the next level was what he called brick chicken. But he had it in aluminum foil wrapped up with something. Anyway, it was really interesting how they all sort of used the different techniques we all use. Every one of us have used, if you have used a grill outdoors in some capacity, more than likely, from vegetables to your protein to everything in between. Except I doubt any of us have made chocolate cake on an open flame with dragon fruit sauce on top. But You lost me at the dragon fruit <laughs> sauce, but maybe not chocolate cake, but there has definitely been chocolate cobbler made on a campfire in a tinfoil packet. So I lost you with the dragon fruit super sauce. Yeah, never got that far. Never got that far. Well, he did and got him $10,000. But my question to you today on the Facebook group as well as here on Good Things, I want to know that if you were going to take part in a food competition, which one would you do? Which one would you sign up for? Which Which one do you think you would even stand remotely a chance with other mediocre home chefs? Because let's, let's bring it down to, you know, our own eye level here on Good Things. Which one would you think you could like to, you know... Give a try in the kitchen. You can let us know. 601-879-4395. More good things up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 73. Some heavy rain likely tonight, low around 59. Your Saturday, a 40% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 77. 
This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Camp Kamasa. Sounds like a wonderful place, doesn't it? It surely will be. When complete, Camp Kamasa will be Mississippi's only year-round, fully handicap-accessible camp facility for children and adults with special needs. The MTK Foundation invites you to join our online auction, Boots and Bling, benefiting Camp Kamasa April 24th from 6 to 8 p.m. Visit mtkfound.com or the MTK Foundation page on Facebook to register for this wonderful event benefiting a wonderful place. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. G3 Services is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Mississippi Braves baseball is back and will welcome fans to Trustmark Park beginning Tuesday, May 4th at 6.35 p.m. Get ready for the return of Thirsty Thursday. Premium giveaway items every Friday night. Post-game fireworks on Saturdays and matinee baseball each Sunday. Season tickets, flex plans, group outings, sweet nights, and partnership opportunities are available now by calling 601-932-8788 or by visiting Mississippi Braves. See the next generation of Atlanta Braves stars like Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and more right here at Trustmark Park. Baseball returns on Tuesday, May 4th. Mississippi Braves baseball. Let's play. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here. 97.3 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make a Tennessee River. Mississippi has so many good things to do. You can plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip over at visitmississippi.org. And you can listen to good things on supertalk.fm. You can also stream us at the Supertalk Mississippi app. But the best way to listen to the show each day is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, which you can get anywhere across the state. And you can also get a lot of our fun questions and some of the best and most positive headlines of Mississippi over on our Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there, as I've mentioned. And today we are just kind of chatting about this idea 
in honor of the fact that Mississippi's very own Chef Nick Wallace won $10,000 last night on the Cooking Channel for the Fire Pit Masters, or Fire Masters Chef, should I say. I don't think it's pits in there. But which competition would you want to do if you could sign up for anyone? It could be Food Network. It could be the Cooking Channel. It could be Netflix, wherever. It doesn't matter. Just one of the ones that have you know been a popular show or maybe one that you have found. And I know this is going to be hard for our buddy Rhino here on Good Things because you enjoy watching different cooking shows. But Oh, yeah, the, for, for yeah. two totally different reasons. It all, it all depends, like you were saying, on whether or not I can make it. If, it, if I'm watching somebody make something that I feel like, oh, yeah, I can just go to the store and pick that up and whip it up, then I'm watching it as an educational program. I'm, I'm paying attention, and it's instructional. Then you have other ones where it's like Master Chef or Iron Chef, where, like, especially with Iron Chef, you can't even understand the language, especially some of the food, and you're just going, and it's a spectator sport at that point. It's just, wow, I... Don't want to even try that, but that looks tasty. Like if I, I would get anxious that I would come away without fingers. Watch it, the fa- as fast as they have to chop or dice or whatever the things they do with sharp objects and then move around pot, pot, pots. I would forget to grab the safety thing, to grab the pot, right? Like, But again, I don't have that much experience, time under tension in the kitchen where things had to be not only done but then also delicious and then also presentable where that's like their wheelhouse they know how to do that under pressure they especially if they've worked their way up in any formal setting of um, you know the restaurant biz I mean it can be pretty crucial especially the higher up you go and if at one point especially if you moved around in like the more Marriott or whatever sort of worlds where they corporate world of the culinary world it got really sort of of um, sort of crazy back in the kitchen I've heard stories from some of Mississippi's best chefs that decided to take their talents and come home and you know open up more local laid-back uh, atmospheres and rightfully so um, but for us watching at home it really is looking like an Olympic sport because you're thinking just last night watching okay I do this almost every weeknight and so do you we go into our kitchens and open it up and go oh look there's chicken what can I make with that right like it's kind of the same idea except now you're not put necessarily to the clock or have to have all those other um, sort of things run down but then you go to Pinterest or you go to a good old recipe that you used over and over not trying to win something but then to watch these chefs go oh you get chicken and you get duck eggs and then within a matter of 30 seconds they're in the ingredients area and obviously the show was taped and then they put their uh, voices over it, but they went straight into like full-blown, multi-layered, multi-stepped recipe mode in their head, knowing that it's a it's it's a teaspoon, not a half. I mean, all the things, and I'm like, this is wizardry. Like this is a like this is this is talent. I couldn't do it. Okay, so but if you were to do it, Rhino, which competition would you do? I was initially torn between Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay and Iron Chef because I think the Iron Chef experience, especially if it was the, the original, the Japanese Iron Chef, that would just be an entire cultural experience. So that would be fun to just give it a go. Master Chef with, with Gordon Ramsay, there's something about the way he, he can come across very bruff but it's because he demands a certain level of quality, and if you meet that level, he treats you good as gold. And I think it would be entertaining to try that. But 
being torn between those two, I was reminded of one that has now beat both of those out in my mind, and that's Guy Fieri's Grocery Games. I just saw that was what I was going to say. Because yeah. that takes the the same qualities of a, a down home educational inspirational kind of cooking show that you can do you can follow along with and supermarket sweep mm-hmm. all wrapped up into one and who didn't love supermarket sweep it's it there is a level of entertainment that comes to watching grown adults have a list for their groceries or either into their if it's in their head and then try to find it in a grocery store that they're not familiar with. Again, I can empathize with that. I have walked into my local grocery who has decided for whatever reason under God's green earth to to rearrange the place on a whim. Why? I don't know. And then be crunched for time to either get to practice or, you know, back home before the baby wakes up or whatever it may be. For And then you feel like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to look for soup i don't know whatever. chocolate pudding mix. chocolate pudding mix or whatever that one thing left on your thing that so you they're going down the thing of all the jellos and it's like the chocolate pudding's right there guy just <laughs> grab it just grab it just go or you're like man i was almost i was on my way to check out and one more thing and where was it all the way on that you know the other end of the grocery store so yeah that would that would that one would be fun that now i would be good at Time under pressure. Here's your list. Find it in the grocery store. Then I think I would run out of all gas and energy to do anything with it in the kitchen. Because I'm also that mom who spends all this effort and energy in the grocery store only to pick up takeout on the way home because I refuse to cook (laughs) any of the groceries that I just spent all my time and money looking for, bagging up, you know, checking out, and then getting home. And it's like, not today, Satan. I will cook something out of that come tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, we all feel the same way about that sometimes, for sure. Let's see. Jeff in Oxford said, I'd go on Beat Bobby Flay. I dare him to beat my smothered hamburger steak. You won- It does look pretty tasty. You wonder when you have the competitions like Beat Bobby Flay or Supposed to be Blind. I mean... They know the, the the people who are guest judging or whatever it may be. They have to know his style. They have to know like what to expect versus versus not. I mean, last night uh, the last round for Chef, he was up against a, um, a gentleman from the Philippines, and so and he's from Mississippi. And even though the judges were, it was blind in terms of they didn't know who cooked what. Well, that's a load of poo. Like you can look at both of them and go. If you're a chef, if you're if you're from the Philippines, would you cook meatballs versus if you're from Mississippi, are you going to do pork belly tacos? Probably like which one is probably going to go to which individual? And then, you know, does that influence your choice? I don't know. But it's just funny to me how some of the judging the judging works out. I kind of want to now take a different route and create my own cooking competition show mm-hmm. where it's just getting all the places from diners, drive-ins, and dives to mm-hmm. compete in a big bracket. Yes. I'm sure Guy Fieri could do it. No. He's doing everything else. Let's do. Let's let, let's let Rhino do that. But you can switch the script just a little bit here on Good Things, and instead of 
what because someone mentioned on the text line you would like to do a chili cook-off or a homemade ice cream so maybe it's instead of which cooking show you would want to be on what dish of yours would you want to put up against some of the best because man we do have some signature dishes of what our do you own. make that could beat bobby flay right or chef nick or any of the other greats that win their titles. I just went blank on his Alton Brown. What would you What would you cook that you would want Alton Brown to analyze? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But every time you say Alton Brown, I, he's always been um, a hero of mine because his little fairy that came out of his freezer is a friend, a dear friend of mine from Atlanta, and she's a dietitian, and she's one of the first dietitians that were was was on the Food Network. So uh, Carolyn O'Neill is her name, and she is a cheeky little fairy that pops out of the freezer there and explains all the dietary goodness that goes with all of his scientific geniusness. And so it was a wonderful pair. I hear they're supposed to be bringing that back, which would always be. I nice think he to did see. it. Uh on YouTube. Like, I think all the episodes are available on YouTube. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Bobby and Hazelhurst, the moment I said it, I realized how it might would have sounded. But no, I did not leave my baby at home asleep. <laughs> and went grocery shopping <laughs> hoping to get home before she woke up. She was with her dad. Or <laughs> I thought in my head, though, as I said it, how it might would sound that I hope to get back before the baby woke up. She was under supervision. It's just always easier <laughs> for the other parent if there's two of them there sometimes when they're little. That's all. Hey, but thanks for looking out for her and her well-being. I, I totally appreciate that. <laughs> I'd appreciate, too, if you don't go anywhere, stick with us. We've got more good things up next. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at New Care MD. We provide concierge medicine that everyone can afford. We do this by eliminating middlemen and restoring focus on the patient-physician relationship. For a low monthly fee, less than the average cost of a cell phone, you get access to unlimited clinic visits, wholesale medications and labs, and even telehealth. It doesn't take an act of Congress to get affordable health care. Learn more about health care the way it should be at NewCareMD.com. The all-new Ace Bolt and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bolt and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tea time. Spring Saving Spectacular at Mazda of Jackson is going to blow your mind. That's right, spring is here, and it's time to ditch that old car and upgrade to a new Mazda. We're offering our biggest savings of the year right now, and you don't want to miss it. Right now, get 0% financing or $1,500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Worried that you can't get approved because of your past credit issues? Don't be. We are focused on your future, and our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come see all of our amazing deals during our Spring Saving Spectacular, only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for complete details with approved credit on select models. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In 2019, the prolonged opening of the Bonnie Carey Spillway devastated coast businesses and oyster populations in the Mississippi Sound. According to WLOX, the Department of Marine Resources is now close to finalizing a request to the federal government for $21 million for relief efforts. Executive Director Joe Spragans told the outlet that the funds would be distributed to affected fishermen and businesses, as well as being used for oyster harvesting efforts and mitigation procedures. The severe weather threat for tonight in southwest Mississippi has been upgraded, but severe storms are possible across the entire state tonight through tomorrow morning. According to the National Weather Service, damaging winds, flash flooding, and a few tornadoes are their main concerns. For the latest Mississippi updates, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. Visit Ridgeland presents the Art, Wine, and Wheels weekend, April 30th through May 2nd at the Renaissance at Colony Park. Events include Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Natchez Trace Century Ride, and a Friday night, April 30th kickoff party. Visit ArtWineAndWheels.com. Follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook. Hashtag Visit MS Responsibly. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch, and this is National Crime Victims' Rights Week. Last year, my office served over 2,200 crime victims. If you've been the victim of a crime, we can help you. Visit AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. We're going to put pause on our cooking show conversation. We're going to turn it to a sweet family who is joining us here in studio um, for good things. You hear a lot here on Super Talk. We talk about the great work that Make-A-Wish Mississippi has been doing. And we know that when a child is diagnosed with a critical illness, life will never be the same. And all that feels normal is disruptive. So Make-A-Wish Mississippi's mission is to give back a piece of their childhood during these challenging times. And today you get a chance to hear the great work that Make-A-Wish Mississippi got to do for the Dukes family. So joining me in studio is mom Ashley and daughter Charlotte. So welcome, Charlotte. You good? Happy to be here with us? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, I'll start with you, Mom. So as as a mom, sort of walk us through or help us understand where things maybe changed for your family when it came to Charlotte. Um, everything really just changed overnight. We um, had no idea that there was anything wrong. Um, and then I saw some spots on her skin that we had checked out, and it turned out to be a, a blood disorder called a, aplastic anemia. Um, it was a very severe case, which uh, required a bone marrow transplant. So uh, we we went to St. Jude, and we were there for uh, several months for her to have her chemo and radiation and her transplant. So, Charlotte, what was that like for you when you realized you were going to have to go and have a lot of tests done and maybe be away from your friends and your family? Um, it was hard. It was hard? Was it scary? Yes, ma'am. But I know you had a good support system with you within your family, and I know you have many sisters as well, so that you've got a lot of love and laugh around you. So, Ashley, at what point in the journey did your family get connected with Make-A-Wish? I feel like they uh, approached us pretty early on at St. Jude. They did that through uh, the social workers there. Um, it, it, it really was early on, so early on that it, it sort of um, – freaked me out as a mom you know like um i just didn't didn't know that um that make a wish did so much for so many kids um and it yeah it was really pretty soon after we got there so charlotte what was your wish when you got the opportunity to think about something besides maybe treatments or what was going on at the moment what what was your wish um, my wish was to go to Disney World and meet Aurora, my favorite princess. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. So, Mom, how did the process work? Were you able to work with Make-A-Wish to make that come true? Or did y'all find out as a family that that got selected? Or what happened next? Uh, Make-A-Wish had a couple of their great ladies come and visit us at our house after we were home from Charlotte's treatment at St. Jude um, while she was in recovery from her transplant. 
and then later on after that initial visit they had a surprise party for charlotte um, and her sisters to reveal the wish so what was that like um it was great it was great did you immediately start packing um (laughs) or was there some time between when you realized your wish was going to be granted versus when you got to get to go there was a there was time there was time did that wish give you something fun to look forward to yes yeah did you have it on the calendar with a big old circle around it and mickey ears um i don't think we did (laughs) oh well i'm sure you were counting down some which way or form or another so but ashley when you think about that's not what you're thinking about whenever you realize your child has a critical illness and you're going through all of this but to realize that maybe your family could have something to look forward to like a trip to disney or you know now and i'm pretty sure that had to be pre-pandemic before all that sort of happened with make a wish because i know a lot of wishes got you know um pivoted during the last sort of year or so but when you finally had that on the books, did you did you realize that maybe it was something your family was missing or needed and you didn't realize that it would be so helpful? Absolutely. Um, because of Charlotte's condition and after her transplant, she couldn't be, uh, and during um, her treatment, she couldn't be around any kids, not even her sisters. She couldn't go to school, birthday parties, um, not any of the normal things that of course we took for granted before that she was able to do so there were a lot of things she had to miss and we had to talk about um and she was you know of course sad about missing a lot of things but being able to say we're going to make up for this and it's you know eventually we're going to even get to disney world it it was really a, a game changer for um for her her hope and our hope and it, you know just seeing her be able to smile and and know that eventually things would be would be great. Made so a huge difference. You made it to Disney. Yes, ma'am. Did you get to meet Aurora? Yes, ma'am. Is she everything you always thought she would be? Yes. Yes. Who else did you get to meet? I know you didn't go there and just get one. Did you get the signature book and get all the signatures from all the princesses? Um, we got several. Yeah, you got several. She was she was your main focus though. Um, the other people we saw, we did see Donald Duck and Daisy Duck. Pretty cool. I like Daisy. She keeps Donald in check. <laughs> and at least that's the way I sort of see it. So what was it like being on vacation? Did you did you enjoy getting away with your family? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, has everything since in terms of, or are we still going back for checkups to St. Jude, or are things looking bright for Charlotte? Yes, things are definitely looking bright. She does go back to St. Jude every um, couple months for a uh, particular blood infusion that she needs, but she otherwise is, is doing great. So for the families or the, the people listening to Good Things, Ashley, um, and you know we hear, we talk about all the great work that Make-A-Wish does, and it's so much more than just providing an experience. It really is. I've always used the, the sort of analogy. It's like putting the good carrot in front of the cart to help families just keep moving forward, knowing that there's something good to look forward to. And maybe they're, you know, they're they're wanting to get involved, but they're not sure about it yet. What would you say to those that are are on the fence about maybe helping other families get their wishes made? Um, it it really um, it provided so much for our family, for for my husband and me, and and Charlotte and her sisters. As far as you know, I mean, it was definitely the hardest time in our lives, and for. 
us to have that to look forward to and and that sort of um, excitement and and support and know that somebody was cheering for us in our corner in that way just really um, it made a huge difference absolutely Charlotte would you take anything for your trip to Disney was it a good time yes other than meeting Aurora what was your favorite memories did you get to do any rides Yes, my favorite ride was the, my favorite land was Animal Kingdom and Star Wars, and my favorite ride there was at Avatar, the, it's where you're like on a motorcycle and you're flying on one of the dragons kind of You thing. got to do Avatar? Man, the last time we were there, the line was like way too long, and so we had not seen the movie yet, so I made the poor choice and said we'll catch it next time and that was almost 10 years ago <laughs> so i'm so glad you got the chance to to ride that that ride for sure have you gotten a chance to go back or reconnect with disney since then or do you have plans to get back there um no i don't think so no never know what may happen it's a magical place we were talking earlier about our cooking shows i know you have a favorite cooking show that you like to watch with your family which one is it nailed it nailed it we had we we hadn't gotten to that one yet so why do you like i think it streams on netflix right yes. what is it about nailed it that you enjoy so much i like the host because she's funny she's funny is it funny to watch them try and make things and it not always turn out right yes does it, yes, I'm sure that's the way a lot of uh, our, our kids feel about the things we try to make at home. They don't always turn out the way mom sees them on Pinterest, does it? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that this was such a bright spot in you and your family's um, life, Ashley. And so we just encourage people here on Good Things to go to ms.wish.org and click that donate button. Because no matter what you can give, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 or higher, wherever your heart's led, you get the opportunity to sort of be that bright spot and in a family's life who, you know, no no family wants to hear illness um, in, a, in a child, for a child, for sure. And so having that little bit of relief or something fun to look forward to really does provide a lot of hope for a family. Right, Ashley? Yes, we are extremely thankful for Make-A-Wish. For Make-A-Wish. And again, that's Make-A-Wish Mississippi's. Its mission is to give back a piece of childhood to those that have been diagnosed with a critical illness. So again, you can go to ms.wish.org, click the donate button, and special thanks to Mississippi Sports Medicine, which is the World Wish Day partner, which World Wish Day is coming up next week. So you'll hear more about that. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Bye. Sure, you say bye, Charlotte? Bye. Bye.
Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still... 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Xmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Xmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Xmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. The Sheraton Flow Wood will be hosting a job fair. We're hiring for positions in food and beverage, housekeeping, finance, sales, engineering, and front office. The job fair will be at the Sheraton Flow Wood at 2200 Refuge Boulevard in Flowood on Friday, April 23rd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And also on Friday, April 30th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, May 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also apply online at aimbridgehospitality.com. This is the closing agri market report. At the close of their cotton exchange, July cotton was up 275 to 8880. October cotton was up 155 to 8638. The close of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were up one and three quarters to 1516 per bushel. August the soybeans were up two cents to 1467 and a half per bushel. July corn was up a penny to 632 and a half per bushel. September corn was down one and a half to 575 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 12 to 115.72. August live cattle was up 12 to 116.85. August feeders up 152 to 149.90. September feeders up 175 to 152.05. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 231 points, 34,047. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. As a farmer, I want a cooperative that's there for me. Not the other way around. A local co-op that works for me and works with CHS. To connect me with local experts I know and trust. And put a global network of markets and supply at my fingertips. A co-op that's here to help us. Own every day. When you're an owner of a local cooperative connected to CHS, you get local expertise, a proven efficient supply chain, and global market access. Learn more at cooperativeownership.com. One word to describe Triangle Insurance? I'd say committed. Agribusiness insurance is all they do, and that commitment shows when it really counts. I'll give you an example. If a tornado hits, they show up on site with a checkbook and a game plan to get your business up and running again. People remember that, you know? When a disaster delivers its worst, they send their best. Triangle Insurance. We write agribusiness insurance right. To learn more, call 800-894-5020. 
your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Great song thinking about competitions. We're less than 100 days out from the Summer Olympics. Oh, I've been keeping an eye on that. Don't you worry. They should bring back, or not bring back, put in cooking competitions into <laughs> the Olympics. I mean, the way they have them set up now, from the Food Network to the Cooking Channel to Netflix and all of these above, I think, I mean, it's already international. I think it would be really interesting to sort of see what the best of the best and like what your team USA would look like and who would you put on your team USA in the cooking realm obviously we would go with chef Nick because he just won the cooking channels Firemaster chef last night although you have Kat Cora who's a Food Network uh, favorite that's out of Mississippi there are so many that I'm gonna I would leave off we've had so many uh, or at least two or three kids Make the graces here on Good Things. Forgive me for not remembering all of their names. Uh, Mark out of Starkville, I know. There's a gentleman out or a young man out of Hattiesburg that's been on um, the Kids Chopped or Baking Competition. Another young lady that was just recently. So there's so much cooking talent just in Mississippi that has made the waves on Food Network or the Cooking Channel and, and beyond. So I think we could totally do Team USA of just Mississippi chefs. You would cover it all. You could get the Creole. You could get the good old country cooking. You could also do um, seafood. I mean, maybe not, you know, well, Italian-American. You you could pretty much. Yeah. I was about to say, we're going to have some stiff competition from some old world countries like France and Italy. But I'm pretty sure we could beat the Germans. Well, I mean, there's got to be. But then <laughs> there's got to be, though, different what do you call them? Categories. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, even in, you have track, but then there's yeah. a whole lot of different events in track. So you have cooking, but now you're going to have a whole lot of different events in cooking. You have the pasta event. So, the yeah. pork event. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to have to have like the backyard barbecue event, or you're going to have to have like the boiling event, which is like your your crawfish boils, your, um, you know, your shrimp boils, all of those type of things. I mean, an American would have to win that, specifically a southern Creole type American would have to do that. There needs to be a cooking event where you're slightly inebriated because that's <laughs> that's usually where a lot of the good skills come out on the back porch, whether it's on the fire or in the boil or wherever it may be. I'm sure other countries can handle that just as well. <laughs> I got the name for that show. We just do that we do that as a cooking show. It's called Sloshed. <laughs> Comes on right after Chopped. <laughs> All of you watching Chopped that were enjoying your beverages now think that you now it's now, time for Sloshed. Now it's time for Sloshed. You think you can? Oh, I can do that. Which leads into why you have the cooking shows like Nailed It because you can't. You can't do that. You think you can, but you can't do that. But there are. See, some, now I'm just picturing the. What's the game where you, you just put your head on a bat and you run around in circles and then try to make it to the end? <laughs> You're doing that with a, a tray full of glasses or a, a platter full of something that you've just cooked, and you got to do the dizzy, the dizzy bat. 
<laughs> and then you got to make it to the table. And then you got to make it to the table. I mean, there are so many ways that we could iron out a cooking competition. I just want to see Olympic level athletes do the dizzy bat. Bring them to yes. I totally agree. I still, and as we get closer to it, you will hear me talk way more. You'll probably hear get as tired of me talking about the Olympics, summer specifically, as you probably do about me talking about space, because my chances of making it to either one are about the same. <laughs> I may have a better chance of making it to the Olympics for something than into space, but I'm I love both both uh, both topics. I always feel like though they they need to give us a a normal mediocre reference particularly in swimming because it can be a very boring thing to watch when everybody's fast and i'm all for the average joe olympics (laughs) no not the average joe necessarily olympics reference point right so you have a extra lane where like i just dive in with katie i always think it would be funny if you had the average joe from every competing country run run the race and then you have the olympians run the race right. or you have every average joe from the country swim the laps and then you have the olympians swim the laps right. that that's a reference point but you get to include everybody instead of just one that's true very true that way you just go yes i mean think about in the pole vault right like you take something like <laughs> you or me do it or the javelin or oh goodness <laughs> running hurdles right <laughs> i would snap that thing in half Get up to a good trot, planet, and just tink. Oops. Well, I lost. I heard the one where they run at the like with the sand, and they did they do their best to jump real far. The triple <laughs> jump or the long jump or the long jump or whatever that may be. I mean, they Olympic level athletes should make it look elegant and beautiful. That's why they're doing it. But you need to realize, be able to see, like, oh. That's Maybe not the pole vault, but the high jump. The average Joes are high jumping over a baby gate, <laughs> while the Olympians are high jumping over the bar. <laughs> oh, yes. I totally agree. Team Mediocre, right here. Team USA Mediocre. We got you covered. Talking about sports, you got plenty of that coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6 p.m. But Rhino and I will be back with you on Monday. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.